0: Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls, and Happy New Year. Oh my goodness, I feel like it's been a long time since we chatted, but Happy New Year. Happy New Decade. I am so excited. I'm so excited to connect with you and to play in this new year together. I'm so excited to play in this new decade together. It feels like there is a blank sheet of paper, almost like a whole new journal or a whole blank canvas in front of us. And we truly get to decide that we are going to rise into our full potential, that we are going to claim our joy, that we're going to get back into our bodies and back into self-love, that this will be the year that we are goddesses on purpose. And I truly believe that that's what every single one of us came here at this earth to do at this time. If you think about it, it is not a mistake that you were born and not a mistake that you were born at this time in this exact form with your exact life. The life that may have a lot of challenges and the life that may have a lot of joy, all of which have given you specific strengths and wisdom and talents that you can share with the world. And as the Dalai Lama said, it is women who will save this world. And I believe he said that because we inherently are filled with so much love and so much compassion and so much ability to be emotionally intelligent and in tune. And one of the things that we know about women is that we have a deep desire to make an impact, to make a difference, to care for other people. And so as we enter this new year, as we enter this new decade, what an opportunity to say, What is mine to do? What is my purpose? Why am I here? What would it be like to be a goddess on purpose? And so today's episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast is all about you really being intentional about what this year, what this decade will be for you. There's so much unknown, right? We can't plan for everything. And that's part of the joy, that's part of the fun. But you certainly can take this time, not just today where you're saying, okay, I'm gonna lose weight or whatever your new year's resolution was. You can take this month, you can take the next few months, take this year to really feel into what would it be like for me to truly be a goddess on purpose? What would it be like? What would it look like for me to live in joy, for me to live my purpose? What would it look like for me to feel excited and happy and alive? And then to start putting the pieces in place to create that. And so I am beyond excited for this episode. And I also have big news for you that I cannot wait to share. Cannot wait to share. Before we begin, of course, we want to read our review of the week. It's our first review of the year. This is coming to us from Purpose Aussie in Australia. She says with her five-star review, I really enjoy listening to Karen's podcasts and guests while exercising. Her enthusiasm, sincerity, encouragement, and explanations of the feminine and masculine are helping me clarify my purpose. Thanks, Karen, for the work that you do." Oh, it is my pleasure, Purpose Aussie. From one Purpose Girl to another, I am so grateful for you, so grateful for you. So Purpose Girls, before we begin, I wanna share big news, like really, really, really big news, like so exciting big news. The big news I wanna share is that I am pregnant. Those of you who have followed the Purpose Girl podcast for a long time, or maybe you've been on my email newsletter for a while, you know that I have been on a five-year fertility journey, that Josh and I have been on a five-year fertility journey. And that fertility journey has come with a couple of losses, two miscarriages. It has come with a year of fertility treatments. And I am thrilled. You can tell I'm crying. I am thrilled to tell you That as of the taping of this episode, I am 11 and a half weeks pregnant. And my baby boy is doing beautifully. He actually dances in my belly. Like when there's an ultrasound, it's so fun and so cute. He literally dances in my belly. And it's as if he knows me, right? Like he specifically chose me and Josh because we dance in the kitchen all the time, we dance with our dog all the time, and he is going to fit right in. No, this is a miracle in a million ways. It's a miracle in a million ways. First, I'm 45 years old, right? And years ago, I know that it would have been near impossible for this to happen. In addition to that, I have low egg reserve, like whatever it is that 45 year olds are supposed to have, I have even less. And there are so many miracles of this fertility journey. And in the future, I am going to do at least one, if not a couple of episodes on fertility, because I now am so clear on how challenging, how painful this is for women. And I'm so clear on how we can continue to provide hope for each other. And I'm so clear on things that I did that ease the process. And I want to bring in experts and I will do all of that. But in this episode, that's all about new year. It seems like the perfect time, the timing of this announcement and New year is just so perfect because when I look back 10 years ago and the clock was changing from 2009 to 2010, my life was so completely different. And at the time, one morning on my way to work, I was living in Cleveland, Ohio. I was a vice president of marketing for the economic development firm there. And I stopped at the coffee shop on my way to work and on napkins, I wrote my 10 year vision. And I wrote that 10 years from now, I will be doing work that I love. I will be doing something that makes an impact. I will be in front of hundreds, if not thousands of women, inspiring them to be their best, inspiring them to know their purpose and live it. I will be in love. I will be deeply, deeply in love. And I will have a family. And I wrote all of this on napkins that in order to prepare for this episode, I went and I looked for those napkins and it brings me to tears. It just shows what intention can do. Because when I look back at 2009 and I go back earlier, 2008, and really a few years before that, 2004 and five, my journals were filled with feeling like there is something that I'm here to do but I couldn't figure out what it was. Or even though I kind of knew, I really knew I wanted to empower women. I really knew I wanted to be a coach. I really knew I wanted to speak on stages at companies and conferences, getting women up on their feet saying yes to themselves. Even though I really believed, and of course I still believe that every single one of us was put on this earth for a specific unique purpose and I wanted to bring that out in all women and I wanted women to love their bodies and love themselves and feel so juicy and goddessy, even though I knew all of that. I was so terrified to pursue this as a living. I was in a quote-unquote great job, right? I was making six figures. I was a vice president. I was so well-known in my community. I mean, I ran marketing for an economic development firm which meant that i knew the ceos of huge companies the ceo of sherwin williams was a personal mentor i I really had a quote unquote great life i owned a beautiful condo i had the cutest little yorkie henry who has since passed away i was dating like life looked good on the outside and inside i was in so much pain so much pain And those of you who have listened to the Purpose Girl podcast have heard this story. So you'll know that in 2008, I was walking home from a bad blind date one night in Cleveland. The blind date, we met at a bar that was about a block from my condominium. And I left the guy and I called my sister in California and we were laughing about what a total jerky boob this guy was. And I put my key in my condominium door and I suddenly felt hot breath on my neck and I turned around and there was a young man with a gun. And I fell to the floor screaming and begging for my life. And it was at that moment, it was 2008. And I realized I am going to die with this dream in my heart. I'm going to die never having fulfilled my purpose because I was too afraid, too afraid of rejection, too afraid of failure, too afraid of no one liking me and wanting to hear what I had to say, too afraid I had nothing to say, too afraid I would just look stupid and be humiliated, too afraid I'd have no money and I would end up living in my parents on their couch, like way too afraid. And there I was with the gun to my head and I realized, I am going to die without ever pursuing my dream. And at that moment, I made a promise. I said, if I live, I will pursue my purpose no matter what. And in that moment, the man took my purse and he ran. That was 2008. And so I made a promise to myself thereafter that I would do this work with you, Purpose Girls. I could see you. I knew you were out there. I didn't know how I was going to do it. But in 2009, I was researching graduate programs and I came across the University of Pennsylvania. And the masters of applied positive psychology, it was brand new. It had only been around for five years. In fact, positive psychology had only been around for a little over a decade. Everything was brand new in this field. But as I read that there was a science to human flourishing, that there was a science to understand what motivates people. There was science to living your purpose. There was science to help people be optimistic and positive and believe in themselves. I was in tears seeing that this was possible and so as the clock turned from 2009 to 2010 and i wrote out my 10-year vision on those napkins at dewey's coffee shop in cleveland which no longer exists i was also looking at this graduate program and working on my application and it's so interesting in looking at my old journals to prepare for this episode i saw that at the end of 2009 i went to a psychic for the first time i had always wanted to go And just looking at me, she said to me, you're divorced. I was like, oh my God, how'd she know that, right? And she said a couple of other things. And she said that the last nine years had been hard. And she said, but you're about to go to graduate school. And I was like, holy shit, is she like inside my journal? How does she know this? She said, you're going to get married again. You're going to be in love. And it was as if she had truly seen those napkins from the coffee shop. And so as I turned the clock from 2009 to 2010, I was looking at old pictures and my sister had come into town and we were out with friends and we were at like a Latin club and we were dancing and it was so much fun. I really set out in 2010 with the intention that this past decade, I would live my purpose, that this past decade, I would create a career that lit me up from the inside, that in this past decade, I would become every woman's advocate and cheerleader. In this past decade, I would impact as many women as I could to love themselves and to live purposefully and to create lives that they love, that in this past decade, I would be open to love. And it's not that every minute of this past decade was easy. Heck no girlfriends. No way. Right. I had the fertility struggle. There were many issues, many issues in my marriage with Josh, not because of us, but because of family issues, because of someone in our family being very ill and us needing to figure out how to navigate that as a couple, as a family. I agreed to move to Philadelphia, somewhere I didn't want to be. I wanted to be in New York City. But that was part of my agreement and compromise to be with my beloved. And I had a really hard time adjusting to living here. Living my purpose hasn't been all easy. Do you know how many times I have been rejected doing this work? Rejected by publishers. I did think in the last 10 years I would have published a book. That was definitely on those cocktail napkins. And bravo to me because I did put myself out there a couple of times. I'm so proud to say that in 2018, I had a literary agent and she put out a one-pager to 20 different publishers and 14 of them said that they were interested in my book about women's purpose. And then one by one, they each rejected me. And at first it hurt so much Purpose Girls. And then I realized this is just part of Part of the game i thought about jk rowling and how she was rejected from every publisher for harry potter i read liz gilbert the author of eat pray love and big magic and how many times she was rejected in fact she had a policy that every time she got a rejection letter she would just send one more inquiry out it was like all right you reject me i'm just going to send one more inquiry to someone else and so it was okay i learned to be okay with rejection You know how many times I've failed, quote unquote, which really aren't failures, it's just that I would put out a program and no one signed up. That's okay, if I were working in a company, a technology company, I were creating new gadgets and gadgets, the first prototype wouldn't always work. In fact, you probably have to go through, I've never worked in tech, but you probably have to go through 15, 20 prototypes until one works really well. And what holds us back from being a goddess on purpose are all those fears and i now do this work because i don't want you to end up with a gun to your head in 2024 or 2026 and it might not be a gun to your head it might be you just feeling so depressed just feeling so out of alignment feeling so blah how did my life get like this that you've walked away from your desires because you've been afraid Or it might be, God forbid, you or someone else in your life getting sick. It might be someone you love dying and you have this realization. Oh my God, life is short. And so whatever that proverbial gun to your head is, I'm doing this episode. I do this work because I want you to begin living your purpose and loving yourself now. I do not want one day of 2020 or this entire decade to go with you staying stuck in fear. Now, here's the deal. We are all going to have fear. We're all going to have fear. It's not going to go away. I was with girlfriends the other night. We were doing year-end reflections, celebrating what was amazing about 2019. What was wonderful, what surprises came. And as hard as the year was for me, because it was an entire year of a fertility journey, I went into the year knowing that 2019 was going to be about fertility for me, and it was going to be about becoming a boss babe. Right. I've been so blessed to create this beautiful purpose work, purpose business with and for all of you. But I honestly know nothing about business. I'm not an entrepreneur, (laughs) like what? But if you're going to be a boss, babe, that means you're going to start uncovering things you didn't know. Like I realized I was so not on top of our finances. I had no idea how much money came in, how much money went out. and realized we had debt we had to get in control of. The same was true of fertility. I thought, well, now that we're hiring a fertility doctor, it's gonna go so smoothly, heck no, right? Anytime we wanna do something, you wanna do something important, you wanna live your purpose, you are going to come across struggles and challenges. And so, so maybe you feel like this isn't for you, but I actually believe that this is for all of us. That part of life isn't for just to be all easy and fun and games, I wish it was that in these challenges in these struggles we get so much and so as you set your goals for this year you may have goals like lose 20 pounds or get a new job because I hate my job and goals are great they have a beginning and they have an end I'm gonna encourage you to shift into goals that will actually bring you joy actually bring you fulfillment actually bring you pleasure And that when you as a woman are in a place of joy and pleasure and you feel like a goddess, you will achieve your goals tenfold. So instead of goals, I've talked about this before, I want you to feel into desire. Now a goal comes from our head, right? You're feeling fat, you're feeling unhealthy, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to go to the gym every day, and they're awesome, but they come from our head. And the head is the place of the masculine, and the masculine is beautiful. The masculine is action, it gets things done. But desires, sister, desires come from our heart. Desires actually come from our pussies, come from the place of joy and pleasure. Desires are what you feel. Instead of lose 20 pounds, you probably have a deep desire to fit into the jeans that you wore when you were in your 20s or a deep desire to feel so sexy that you could go out and flirt with any woman or any man at any bar in the world. You probably have a desire to love your body so much that you feel beautiful when you look in the mirror. That's a desire, right? Or a desire to feel hot, like seriously hot. That's desire, not just a goal or taking the example of hating your job and getting a new job, you have a desire to do something that lights you up. You have a desire to do something that fills your soul and fulfills your heart and makes you feel like you're making an impact. It makes you excited to wake up. See the difference? So when I started 2010, I had desires. I could see it. I could taste it which is so different than a goal. And this is why desires are so important. Because desires, we can feel with each of our senses. I had a desire to do work that I love, to empower women, and I could see it. I could see women standing up, excited, dancing. I could taste it. I could smell it. I could hear it. I could hear my conversations with women, I could see myself on this microphone and it just would get me excited. It made me feel alive. And this is the difference between a desire and a goal. Now, if goals are working for you and you've been able to keep your New Year's resolutions every year, bravo, rock on woman, keep it going, okay? And we know, depending on what research study you look at, 80 to 92% of all New Year's resolutions fail. Years and years ago, when I was in my 20s, I had a goal to get married to a good guy, get married to a good looking guy, get married to a guy that was going to be a lawyer, or a doctor. I had a goal to have a couple of kids. I had a goal to live in a nice house. And those were fine. Like they actually, you know, it was like, yeah, 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 I want that. But honestly, all those goals were actually based on shoulds, based on what someone else told me would make me happy. And I thought that they would, but they were goals. They weren't desires. When I think now about what I desire, I desire epic romance, a desire to travel the world, take a year off and travel the world, work from anywhere, make love in every city from Athens, Greece, to Bangkok in Thailand, to Tokyo in Japan, to Sydney, Australia. I desire, it lights me up, to think about living in Paris for a few months and Josh and I having coffee every morning and our little baby boy in a stroller next to us, him learning French, that's like a deep desire. I have a deep desire for more hot sex. Just to be honest with you, the fertility journey has been difficult on our sex life and I have a desire for Josh to just take me when some of this nausea subsides right some of this pregnancy nausea i have a desire to hold events in multiple cities where there are 300 500 100 women standing on their feet cheering clapping hugging each other celebrating each other identifying their purpose living it it's like a deep desire desires you can feel you can taste and then from a desire you can set a goal Now, here's the thing with desire. Desires usually make no sense. Literally, they are irrational. Like living in Paris for three months, what? We have a mortgage here, we have a house here, we're having a baby, that doesn't make any sense. So what happens is that every woman has desires. Your desires might come because you hear of a woman doing something that you want. And you, oh, I want that, oh, I would love to have that. Or you get an idea. Maybe it's an idea for a book or for a business. Ooh, I would love to open up my own nursery school. Ooh, I would love to have my own florist. So you get a desire and you can feel it in your body. You have a second of excitement and juice flowing through your bodies, but immediately your logical brain says no. And your logical brain says, you can't do that. You have a mortgage. You don't make any money at that. Who do you think you are? You don't know how to run a business. You don't even know how to do flowers. Why would you want to be a florist? So our rational, quote unquote, logical, quote unquote, brain immediately says no. And this is why we get away from our desires as women and we go back to focusing on the masculine goals. Because we think if we just lose weight, we'll be happy. We think if we just get a different job, we'll be happy. But it can't just be any job. It's gotta be a job that meets your desire of feeling lit up and alive. It's gotta be a body that you feel sexy and alive in, which is so much more than losing weight. I had a wonderful coaching client who did my Empowered program a few years ago, and she had lost 130 pounds and there was part of her that felt amazing. She was getting hit on, she felt sexy, but then what? Inside, she still didn't love herself. So it's not all about these external things. Those are all based on shoulds. Rather, you are a goddess on purpose. I am a goddess on purpose. I want you to feel into those words and what does that mean? Well, goddess means a woman who is adored by her beauty. And I say by herself, A woman who is confident and clear and laughs with the world and flirts with the world. And goddesses, if we look at ancient mythology, every goddess had a purpose. Athena was the goddess of war. Aphrodite was the goddess of love. And so being a goddess on purpose is, first and foremost, being in your joy, in your body, in love with yourself, in pleasure, and being on purpose. And goddesses on purpose are in their power, right? They like so step forward and make it happen, even when they're afraid. And this, I come back then to my fertility journey as an example for all of us. Because it has been hard, sisters. This has not been easy. This is not for the faint of heart. Any of you who have been on any fertility journey, I just hand it to you. Any of you who are mothers in any way, stepmothers grandmothers mothers to humans mothers to animals mothers to this planet i hand it to you this is not work for the faint of heart and a fertility journey i have found can just cut us apart as women make us feel less than like there is something wrong with us because we can't do what our bodies are supposed to do Now, of course, I didn't even start my journey until I was 40, at which time, you know, back in biblical times, people were dead already by 40. Many people were grandmothers or are grandmothers at 40, so I know that my body was in a different place. And my mother was full-on menopause complete at 43. So I knew that this was a possibility for me. But what I learned with this journey, going into this year, with the desire, no, more, the knowing that I am meant to be a mom. Now, I have clients all over the world who tell me that I am their second mother. I am the mother that they needed or need now, right? Because maybe they didn't get what they needed from their mother, they needed cheerleading and love, They need a mother who tells them, I believe in you, you got this, who teaches them, shows them what their purpose is, who says you can do it, girl, who gives them the tools, who makes the connections for them, who gives them the plan. Like, that's me mothering women all over the world. Now, many years ago, in fact, back when I went to graduate school in 2010, 2011, I had said, I don't think I need to be a mom. Like when I die, I want millions of women to say I changed their life. And that was totally satisfying to me. I knew I wanted epic love. I wanted a life partner, but I wasn't sure I wanted kids. In fact, my online dating profile when I met Josh said I didn't want kids. And he said, well, just so you know, I have a son. I was like, oh, you can have a kid, but I don't want one. (laughs) And then on our honeymoon, we had a couple glasses of wine. We were in Italy. I said, oh, what the heck? And we didn't use a condom for the first time. In our relationship, and I got pregnant. Now, I ended up losing that baby, but what that baby showed me, touched in me, was a deep desire to be a human's mom, to feel that love, to raise a conscious human, to raise a human in their own purpose and help bring that out. So, I'm sharing all this with you. Again, I'm going to share more about the fertility in the future. I'm sharing this with you because I want you to feel into your desires for 2020, your desires for the decade. It would just make you feel lit up and alive. What do you know deep in your heart, and your soul, and your pussy? Even if it makes no sense, especially if it makes no sense. Remember, desires will not make any sense. And one of the things that made no sense in our fertility journey was doing IVF. Because someone I love has been doing IVF for seven or eight years, and I've seen her go through multiple rounds that have failed and spend so much money and so much time and so much heartbreak and i said i will never do ivf and yet last year on mother's day josh and i sat at a restaurant he took me out because he sees me as mama to his son and our dog and so many people i felt deep into my heart and soul and i heard the knowing ivf and i went what are you talking about Goddess, or whoever was speaking to me, my intuition, I'm not doing IVF. I said no. But I heard the knowing, the words were IVF. So here's what I learned with this desire this year. Number one is to trust your heart knowing. If you have a heart knowing to write a book, then that is what is meant to happen. That means that there is someone out there in the world who needs to read your words. There is someone who needs your wisdom, your story, because they are going through it right now and they need it. So if you have that knowing and you've had it for years and it nags at you and it doesn't go away, right? We often think we'll have this knowing, this desire, and we can just put it on a shelf or ignore it, forget it. It doesn't go away, it just comes back louder. We all know that. It bangs us on the head until we have to listen. So trust your heart knowing. I know it doesn't make any logical sense. I know you might fail. I know you probably will fail a few times until it works. Trust your heart knowing with your 2020 desires. Number two, believe in yourself. Believe that you have everything you need inside of you to make this happen. You don't have to know all the steps. That's not your job to know all the steps. What you need is to believe in yourself so much that you believe that you have the courage to ask. You have the bravery within you to figure out the steps, that you have the resourcefulness to find all the right people who can help you, that you have so many strengths, so many talents, so much wisdom. So let's say you have that deep desire to open up a florist, even if you don't know how to do flowers, but you feel it in your heart. You have this deep desire, Believe in your strengths. You may have incredible strengths in business or accounting. You may have incredible strengths in people skills, and you're going to be the front person who is working in your community and telling people all about your florist and working with customers, and you're going to hire floral designers. You don't have to worry about that. Believe in your strengths. Believe in your resourcefulness, believe in your intelligence. We know from research that women are just as competent as men, but we are less confident. Well, it's time for that bullshit to be over. We're entering into 2020. This is our time, ladies, believe in yourself. Number three, this goes back to something I said, it may make no sense, but it's always right. In fact, the less sense it makes, the more it's right. Like this idea of mine to live in Paris for three months makes zero sense and i know it's a hundred percent right i know it and so i don't know if it's going to be next year or the year after but it's going to happen i have an inner knowing that i meant to live in a city again we have this beautiful house this mortgage which we have because this was the best school district for josh's son when i moved here and even though i said i'll move to philadelphia but i will never move to the suburbs we did it for a son you do what you need to do but our agreement was that after his son graduated high school, which he just did, then we would move to a city. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid to leave our five bedroom house and go to a couple bedroom apartment in a city, especially now that baby's coming and you know we're gonna need more space, right? So it makes no sense and know that it's right. Number four, never give up, never give up. This year in our fertility journey, Month after month after month, we got bad news. One month, we learned that our eggs didn't fertilize with the sperm the way that the doctor thought that they would, and it was heartbreaking. One month, I learned that I had autoimmune issues. I don't have lupus or anything. It's something I don't feel, but there's some random, small autoimmune situation that shows up on a blood test that has been linked to miscarriages. One month, in fact, three, four months in a row, my uterine lining wouldn't grow to be able to stick an embryo, to be able to make an embryo stick. And many months I wanted to give up. The final month of my uterine lining not growing, I went into our fertility doctor and I said, maybe I should just give up. I have a client who's offered to be a surrogate. I mean, can you believe how blessed am I? Right, talk about be resourceful. You never know how it's gonna happen, (laughs) never give up. I have a client who pulled me aside at Goddess Girls Retreat one year and said, "'Just so you know, I am happy to be your surrogate. I've always wanted to do it and it would be an honor to do it for you. Love you so much. You know who you are out there.'" And then I went home and I felt into this image, this knowing, right? A desire, you can see an image. And I've had an image of me being pregnant and walking down the stairs of my house. And so I went online and I started researching Ways to grow your uterine lining. And I came across a woman in Australia who took Viagra, Viagra, which we typically think of for men with erectile dysfunction. I took Viagra, friends. And I tell you, within five days, my uterine lining grew. Five days of inserting Viagra into my vagina, boom. I was ready to transfer baby boy. Never give up. There is a time we have to come to acceptance, right? Part of acceptance for me was accepting that this was not gonna look like how I thought it was gonna look. It wasn't gonna happen naturally. Accepting the state of my eggs, accepting IVF, acceptance that we had one embryo, when all was said and done, 20 eggs, one embryo, accepting. And if this didn't work, we would have then maybe tried adoption. There are a million other things. There is a level of acceptance, and there is a place where you never give up on your inner knowing. Every time you hear the words, it's impossible. Instead, Purpose Girls, this year, in this decade, I want you to ask what is possible? Every time you hear yourself say, it's, it's just, it can't, it can't work. I want you then to correct yourself and say, what will work? What's out there? Be resourceful. I know you're resourceful. I believe in you a million percent. With that, know that there's always a way. If it's meant to be, there's always a way. Number, what are we on? Six, seven? The importance of support. I could not have realized this desire without a village, right? They say it takes a village. And I think we all know that phrase, but then we don't live it, right? Because I hear from women, I'm afraid to burden you. Part of my coaching package is that you can text me 24 hours a day. You can be in contact with me. You can have SOS calls where you're like, I need to talk to you. And very few clients, almost none take advantage of it. They're afraid to burden me. Well, that's party. what you're paying for, girl. The importance of support. We need a village. I could not have fulfilled this desire without having experts, right? For me, it was a fertility doctor. Also for me though, I had multiple mentors this year. Women who were mentoring me in being in my feminine sensuality, women who were mentoring me in business, coaches, my doctor, my nurses. You must have an expert supporting you because we often can't see what we can't see, right? Or we're so stuck in our fear, so stuck in doubt, so stuck in old stories of shame or guilt or whatever it might be that we can't see through it. And what often happens is that you're so good at whatever you do. Like one of my coaching clients just naturally is so good with money. Like she couldn't even see, oh, this is my purpose. And like I saw it right away. Right? She knew she wanted to make an impact, wanted to make a difference. Another one of my clients, so good with energy healing, but for a long time, like, didn't see, oh, wait, this is a thing. This is like really a purpose. So we often can't see what we can't see and we need someone. So for me, it was a medical expert. For you, it might be a mentor or a coach. I always am working with mentors and coaches, often more than one, because I need help. I need a village. Number two, having Sisterhood. We must have a circle of women friends. It is wonderful if you have a partner, a female partner, a male partner, a trans partner. Having friends outside of that, female friends in particular, is so important because it's literally in our DNA. For thousands of years, women have gathered together, connected, supported each other, birthed each other's children. Before there were OBGYNs, women were birthing each other's children, women were nursing each other's children, feeding each other's children. I mean, we need women friends, right? I've said this before in the Purpose Girl podcast. Men were off to war or hunting and gathering. So it was women who were connected. And that is literally in our DNA. We must have friends. Now I know that there, are, I know that you may have women wounds. I have women wounds, women who have hurt me deeply. And then I become afraid to trust women. So I'm not saying every woman is going to be your sisterhood, but find the women who will love you, believe in you, support you, cheerlead you. Join a sisterhood, join a group like an empowered group or an upcoming purpose course that I do. Have a sisterhood that supports you. With that, you need the broader community, whether that's family, it's religious institution, it's your neighbors, it's Facebook at large, a community, a village that is there for you when you cry and cheerleads you when you're going for your desires. As I said, you are a goddess on purpose. You are here for something great. You were not born. There is no one alive who was born to feel mundane. So as you think about your 2020 desires, as you feel that vision, I want you to do full-on body visioning because what we know from the research is when you can see it in your mind, you can feel it in your body, you can taste it, you can touch it, then your brain thinks it is actually happening. There is an 88% overlap between that brain activity and it actually happening. And so this is why I love desire so much. I want you to full-body envision it. As an example, with me having a baby every day, I would go into what we call the baby's room, which has been here for five years since we bought this house. And I would envision the baby in his or her crib, and I would literally pick up this fictional baby, and I would kiss him and hug him and love him. And I would take her over to the changing table, and I would do raspberries on her belly, and I would pretend to take off the diaper and put on the diaper and put on the desitin cream. And then I would take my baby over to a rocking chair that doesn't exist in the room, but I would rock with the baby. Love that baby and then put her back into her crib. I was saying to my brain, this is already happening. And I do that with everything. I have seen these events that I'm talking about having with all of you. I don't know if it's going to happen this year or five years from now. It doesn't matter. One of the things that we have to let go of is the attachment to timing. We also have to let go of it looking exactly like we thought. I always thought I would have a girl, but I'm having a boy. It is the essence, the essence of feeling your desires, letting yourself have them. Remember desires and dreams are free. And the knowing that each of us came here as a goddess on earth to live a purpose. You were not born to feel unhappy. You were not born and alive for the mundane day to day, or for the feeling bad because you have other dreams and desires. You are not here on earth to spend the majority of your days, eight to 10 hours in a job that you dislike, or that's unaligned with your values, or that's just not fulfilling you anymore. Like, why would you be born for that? That doesn't make any sense. You were born be a goddess on purpose at this time specifically specifically there's someone in the world who needs your desire your gift if that's giving a TEDx talk someone needs to hear it I don't care if it gets 2 million downloads or it gets two. the two those are two people who needed to hear it now I get it I have a lot of fear You can go back a couple of episodes to the episode on anxiety. I have a lot of fear about not being big, right? And the only way that I gave myself permission to pursue my purpose was thinking about you, one woman sitting in her car, listening to my podcast. Thinking about you, one woman who called me for coaching and received support. Thinking about that there is one person who needs The nursery school that you want to open, who needs the book that you want to write, who needs the painting that's inside of you to be done. This is what it is to be a goddess on purpose. And you are needed. You are needed now. And so, as you feel into what you desire for 2020, for this decade, let yourself feel it, let yourself play, even if it makes no sense. One of my friends just posted on Facebook that she's beginning her one-year travels around the world with her husband and her 11-year-old daughter. She took her out of school because she knows her daughter is going to get more education seeing 15 cities around the world, seeing her mom live her purpose and her passion from anywhere. And then she can go back to school. Like, we make it so hard, and it doesn't have to be that hard. Yeah, it's going to take money, but she can save money for a couple of years. Like, this is how, We shut down desires. Don't do that. For 2020, for this decade, feel into, ooh, how would I love to feel? What would, ooh, do I want to feel excited, energized, alive, sexy, sensual, romanced, respected, in love with my job, in love with myself. Feel into, ooh, who do I want to be? See the confident woman five years from now. See the woman who stands in her power and speaks what she wants. See the woman who takes erotic dancing or dominatrix classes, if that's for you, or takes watercolor or drawing classes or Taekwondo. See that woman, believe in her. Let yourself have big, bold, hairy, audacious desires. Like opening a store, writing a book starting an art program for kids, whatever it is, it's meant to be. Don't yet shut it down. You've got time to shut it down. For right now, my love, let your desire be. And hang on to the knowing that it's meant to be. And here are your purpose power tips. Hang on to the heart knowing that it's meant to be in some form. Believe in yourself that you have all of the resourcefulness that you need. You don't have to know everything on your own. Get a village, find an expert who's done it, who's been there, who can be a mentor or is a professional who can help you kind of parse things out and sort things through, who will guide you and tell you, do this, now do this, who will give you the exercises, have sisterhood, women who believe in you, support you, lift you up and remain dedicated to your joy, your pleasure, that you're worth it. Prioritize that because one of the things I learned in 2019 is that when a woman is in her pleasure, like I saw firsthand with myself when I came back from Burning Man, I was so in my pleasure, so in my joy, so in my goddess embodied self that I literally had to do no marketing and 10 coaching clients showed up, which was what I asked the goddess for on the last day of Burning Man. I was so in my joy, so in my pleasure that I only had to put out a couple of emails for my Empowered program and it filled right away. That I was so in my joy, so in my pleasure that that I attracted a publisher to call me out of the blue and ask if I would write a book. A different book than I had intended to, but it's a really fun quote book that is coming up in 2020 and I'm super excited for you guys to get it. So when a woman is in her joy and her pleasure, that's Promise me that in 2020, you will dedicate yourself to that. First and foremost, and I will be doing episodes on how to be in your pleasure. The morning routine that I specifically do that keeps me in my pleasure. The tools I use when I'm out of my pleasure to get back in. It's like flirting with the universe and it's so fun. It's like so fun. And number two, promise me that you will feel into and pursue your purpose. The why you are here on earth. And I'm telling you, every moment of your life has led you here. And promise me that you will stand in your power. Now, I will be bringing you in 2020 courses to do this. Ways to join a big sisterhood of women to be that goddess on purpose. And promise yourself that you will join, that you will give yourself the gift of being with a mentor. You are not gonna wanna miss this. Trust me, it's gonna be so amazing. It's gonna be so great. You are going to be so in your desire, so in your pleasure. You are going to be so clear on your purpose. You're going to be so in your power taking action. Promise yourself that you're going to say yes to yourself for once. Promise yourself that this decade, you're going to go in with intention. Now, you may not know how it looks. Look, Josh is five foot three, not six foot two. And I thought that my man would be six foot two. And he lived in Philly and he had a son. I didn't know how it would look but I knew the kind of love I wanted. I had that desire and I held on to it. This baby, this beautiful blessed baby in my belly. I didn't know he'd be a boy, but I held on to the knowing that a spirit was waiting for me to be their mom. I didn't know how it would happen, but I held on and I listened. And so Purpose Girls, I leave you with my own desire that I see you, I see your dreams. I hear them, I feel them. I almost sometimes can close my eyes and hear a million women's dreams at once. Sexual dreams, professional dreams, travel desires, adventure desires, climb Mount Kilimanjaro desires. It's like I can hear them all at once. I can hear you all at once. And so in 2020, my desire is that you all fulfill your desires you at least take steps toward them. And I'm going to do everything I can to bring you the tools, bring you the courses, bring you the programs, bring you the podcast episodes that will allow you to do it. Now, the best way to know about the courses that are coming up, be one of the first to find out. Also to receive weekly wisdom in 2020, I'm going to be sending out a weekly video, video training, video teaching every single week in two places. One, an original video in your email box. So if you have not joined the Purpose Girl email newsletter, now is the time. Go to PurposeGirl.com, sign up for the newsletter, and you will get that video every single week. It's the only way. The other place I'll be doing a live teaching every week is in the Purpose Girls Facebook group. So go onto Facebook, type in Purpose Girls, it's one word, and join the Facebook group. And that is how you will get my teaching every single week, something you can't get over the podcast. And invite your friends, invite your friends to get the newsletter, invite your friends, your sisters to join the Facebook group. This is how we change the world one woman at a time. Our purpose isn't just for ourselves. It's for everyone. It's to expand every woman living her purpose. And this year, my love, I always say it, but I want to really infuse the energy in this one. May you live purposefully, like really take that in this year say it with me i am a goddess on purpose i am going to be a goddess on purpose this year i am stepping into being that purpose girl that goddess on purpose fully number two this year may you love yourself this year i'm going to commit i'm going to feel that love in my body i'm going to commit to saying nice things to myself i'm going to do what i need to do to feel sexy and alive and Not because of my body shape, not because of how much weight I am, but because I look in the mirror and I see her in front of me. I put on some red lipstick and I give her a kiss. So may you live purposefully. May you love yourself. And that, my dear, is how to love life. Happy, happy, happy New Year Purpose, girls. I love you. Bye for now.